the truth here is retail is struggling. Welcome to Careers in Fashion. Hi everybody, it's Seth, a data analyst for the Graduate Futures team. Uh, today I'm joined by Shalen, placement manager and representatives from the browsing app. We're going to explore the relationship between online and offline retail and how AI technology is changing the face of fashion. So hi, we're, we're here today with um, the co-founder of Brownsin App, uh, Zian Vo, who's going to tell us a little bit about um, her company. So yeah. Uh, yes. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today, share my story and everything I know about um, the fashion industry and also the whole um, innovation of um, te having technologies in the fashion scenes. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be really fascinated to know um, a little bit about the Brownsin App, like how it started um, and how it works. Yeah, sure. So, uh, that is um, probably like in 2017 mm -hmm. when I was working in um, e-commerce. Mm -hmm. um, the company called Zalora is mm -hmm. more or less like a ASOS of Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. um, understand and see such a booming, not only in, in Southeast Asia, but like globally. Together with my co-founder, we identified an opportunity um, that bring e-commerce to the next level. Mm -hmm. and. Um, that is where we also see the trends of users start making their shopping behavior based off um, social content. And that's where we want to see to bring the gap of social media, uh, user-generated content and e-commerce together um, using technology as a key driver mm. to deliver many features in the app. So how the app works is that, it's, first of all, it's a social media platform and it's only focused into fashion. User can Right now, get the app. Uh, it's a free app. You can get it from iOS App Store yeah. right now, and also very soon in um, you can also get it from Google Play Store. Just by end of this month, we have it ready. The user can basically create a free account and start sharing their fashion photo um, into the like, using the app to and, and share it to the community. And during the whole process of like uploading mm -hmm. a fashion photo, the difference here is that with browsing throughout the process our technology can scan the photo and mm -hmm. predict what kind of fashion items the person is wearing and suggest similar products, shoppable products mm. to the content creator so that mm. she can make her content become shoppable mm. uh, instantly. With browsing, they can have a chance to monetize such content. Yeah? So that is one benefit for this group of users. Mm -hmm. And um, the other group of users are normal fashion lovers just all of us, like, who browse on social media and like yeah. looking at such a a great photos so a person wearing a dress and oh my god where can i get this dress and with browsing the user can do that look into the dress uh, the photo of the dress and then immediately can have a chance to shop the look um okay. and not only just like that exact mm. black dress for example yeah. but she also can the user the shopper can have the chance to uh, shop many other similar looking black dress in different price point and different brands. You used to get that in magazines, didn't you? Mm. I mean, you still do, you know, when, when there's shop the look kind of thing for cheaper. So yeah. you can, yeah, you, exactly. used, you used to have a similar thing in magazines. Exactly. Yeah. So now, like, like, so the different thing is that, like, with the magazine, the editor needs to, like, curate the content, mm. work mm -hmm. with the brands and mm -hmm. selecting, and the, photo, the graphic designer needs to crop everything and put it there into the layout, right? Um, like, sorry. Um, did, you, did you come up with the idea from, from your research? 
or was it actually direct customer feedback like people saying oh you should do this or or I wish there was something that you know people that were using Instagram a lot and were thinking there's a gap here or was it through through feedback through research a bit of both I think it's a bit of both yeah because like I like I said I'm, I'm working in fashion mm. we've been doing this as like a professional job that we need to look out into the market research mm-hmm. and seeing all the trends in um, traditional offline retail to e-commerce mm-hmm. to uh, customer behavior kind of research and put that together but at the same time actually myself back then like probably like seven years ago I would say millennial or like a yeah, bit yeah, yeah. older <laughs> playing with like social media and see the like the trends of everyone can become a like a content creator and we yeah. see a lot more content uh, fashion photos being shared not just like on like Instagram myself being like mm-hmm. a fashion lover I start like following people as well mm-hmm. on um, different channels like mm-hmm. if you if you know, any of you heard about lookbook.nu before or um, Chick to Nova or all those platforms back then all those community the concept of uh, see something beautiful being worn by a person that very uh, was something very popular back then mm-hmm. and the need for um, these content creators and bec- later become like influencer um, have a way to monetize the contents being seen a lot clearer so in terms of your unique selling point um, what you know, what makes your company unique I we are not the only com- yeah. company or startup mm-hmm. that trying to solve uh, this yeah. kind of problems yeah. but what we see the different things that we trying to achieve here is that we want to to bring in innovative technology in, in whole pictures um, the whole idea of fashions mm-hmm. influencers yeah. upload a photo and trying to put in like affiliate links and like turn the content become shoppable is no longer new but what we're trying to achieve here is that using artificial intelligence to make the whole process a lot more mm-hmm. like seamless and yeah. in a scalable way imagine this for example a, a fashion influencer upload her photo and many tag a, a few items yeah maybe five, mm-hmm. and then she needs to publish that. It's yeah. the whole process that already yeah. takes a few minutes. Yeah. But with browsing or with our technology, she might just spend like less amount of time because the technology already can do all the searching into like so kind of millions of yeah millions yeah. of product mm-hmm. and tell exactly, you know what, this is a striped shirt yeah. and there's like many other brands that you can yeah. tag at the same time. You, just not, you don't need to just like look for one product and tag one product at the same time even if she as uh, the content creator published a photo and any chance that the product become out of stocks our technology actually yeah. can be able to identify that and replace for her replace that striped shirt immediately yeah 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 that's really interesting i mean i saw with the whole like uh, with all these deals coming out for christmas how it updates the pricing is so accurate so if it costs 100 pound now it's 50 pound it's so so accurate the technology so um just moving on a little bit looking into the, how um, retail or commerce has uh, transitioned into digital um how do you think the, the rise in online shopping um has impacted sales on the high street um yeah it's, i think the whole you know statement about high street is dying and actually like yeah. offline retail is like uh, facing a big challenge here. Yeah. Obviously, we, we all know about that, right? But um, there's many facts behind that. The truth here is retail is struggling. And talking yeah. about UK as a, as a market specifically, the closure of stores have been increasing yeah. this year uh, very much. And actually, fashion is the category that have the highest uh, closure 
number on the high street on, yeah. on, on the high street in UK alone that number hitting today is like half a year until now mm-hmm. we have like a close to like 120 stores being closed yeah um, and uh, the rise of online shopping is uh, happening mm-hmm. and the fact that there is a shape of how consumers are spending their, their leisure time today mm-hmm. as you know we, they people nowadays trying to uh, allocate their spare money into experience mm-hmm. like going to travel mm-hmm dining and drink at home so obvious, obviously that affect high street and shopping malls um, however um, despite this quite gloomy looking kind of scene <laughs> about fashions retails um, and the struggling of many brands that you can heard today like uh, Gap or Forever 21 announcing their bankruptcy right, yeah. recently the online fa- fashion industry still actually showing side to grow mm. talking about online fast fashion mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it's not just all about the UK as well obviously because uh, retail like you see like for example there's companies who have been taken over by large um, retailers from all over the world isn't there so um, I think obviously it can impact the UK and it can be part of a big kind of um, bigger part of the puzzle in terms of retail stores closing but it's obviously something that is on a wider scale and it depends by country yeah, for sure, and and so that, yeah, that's that's, so that's true. That, that that's a fact. But there's still this like physical store account for roughly like ninety percent mm-hmm. of all retail sales, and at least this is like in North America. Yeah. And uh, five years from now, by most estimate, this number is still very much likely eighty percent, and this information is yeah. is uh, predicted by fourth. Yeah. So, I think on off, even though like online retails mm-hmm. is like really getting uh, the share mm-hmm. of the pies right now, but yeah. There's a chance for offline retail yeah. to to take up the Just challenge. Still hanging yeah. 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 yeah, take up the challenge. And I think in all of the challenges, when situation like this happen, there's always room for mm-hmm. innovation. There's room for. But we are changing the experiences, yeah, and yeah. it's about yeah. changing, maybe digitalizing the experience in store as well as yeah. Yes, and and despite the rabbit roll of like e-commerce, actually, there's more brands are still looking into uh, establishing like physical presence in 2019 and beyond. Especially for like brands with strong online presence, they they still can see like a greater benefit mm-hmm. by establishing mm-hmm. um, a physical store, and uh, the the benefit here is includes like the ability to better engage with their customer in yeah. an offline re- environment, mm-hmm. and be able to provide them a better like service and mm-hmm. in person kind of um, UX. Interestingly, actually, we we've been doing um, a few mock assessment centers recently with students and there was one of the activities that we did um, they had to came to come up with a with a, a random product or concept or service um, and they had to pitch to pitch it and that was part of the assessment center exercise and and all of them pretty much all, we we had pretty much over, we had two assessment centers over those two assessment centers we had like probably about 12 14 groups and all of them said that they would probably sell the products they had in mind online mm-hmm. but would start with a pop-up store because mm-hmm. yeah. even even if that generation that you know generation of our students which is very digital they still all of them said I still want to see the product I still want to touch it I still want that interaction somehow yeah so, so it's quite interesting yeah. that it's still that need for physical contact with the product somehow but it's yeah. not it's not some it's kind of short term sometimes isn't it like yeah. this pop-up store sometimes that can turn into into a store right so um 
it, it's not always about um, it can, having a it physical can be part of a, forever. The, the decision-making process. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's part yeah, of the experience. Sure. Yeah. And maybe this is where uh, an angle, uh, an areas where offline retail can be aware about. Yeah. There's the fact that the biggest drawbacks for online retail is that the user doesn't have um, the ability to feel and to touch the products. Yeah. Mm. And there's actually a few more reasons, for example, like um, the lack of physical shopping experience uh, user feel like uh, the possibility of like damage for the good that they place online. They're yeah. not sure like whether they receive the same quality of products yeah. um, at home or not. And um, mm, things like delay in delivery, mm -hmm. for example. Yeah. Like there's a f generally people want to get something immediately. They go to mm. offline store, isn't it? Yeah. And um, there's another actually interesting uh, facts that I I've seen recently mm. according to Google. 60% of consumers would still rather shop with brands that have physical location than with brands that are online only. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and also nearly 80% of shoppers mm. would go in store when there is an item that they need or they want immediately. Yeah. So that's yeah, you can't replace that. Yeah, yes. you can't replace yeah. that. Yeah, and this is made me still hopeful yeah. <laughs> for online retail. Yeah, I mean, for, for, for me personally, like uh, I like to have that... that blend of you know you can order it online and you can go and check it out and, f and in store and you can make you know can exchange exactly, and all exactly. this kind of really interconnected um, there is that guild though yeah. where you see something in store and then the reflex that you have is check online whether you can yeah. find it for cheaper somewhere um i had that at the weekend <laughs> and and there's always that yeah. guilt a bit because you're thinking well actually you know there's a lot there's a lot of things that go into that pricing yeah um, but yeah, there was there was a book, for example, which I, I could find like ten pounds cheaper online, and you're thinking, mm. <laughs> what do what do I do? Don't be worried, because like <laughs> just just be yourself as a consumer, because I think this is exact challenge that brands should solve. Mm. Um, consumer yeah. nowadays, like you, just like mm. the perfect example. We saw intelligence in a yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, we we have access to technology, we have access to internet. You see something offline like you say like a book and then you check immediately on mm -hmm. Amazon whether it's like what is the review and how much cheaper you can get and mm -hmm. you compare. So it's almost like we cannot downgrade our ability to yeah. check on mm -hmm. information, yeah. right? But this is where brand need to catch up. Yeah. Especially for offline retail. That's why we see in Oxford Street today, yeah. you see like amazing visual merchandising. You yeah. walk into that book where you, you have a little corner for coffee yeah. or your store assistant will talk yeah. to you yeah. in a different way. They collect your information, your email, so that you go home later, you receive an email, and you, they remember your birthday and you mm -hmm. get an ad on Facebook later. So literally brand is like going after you. Yeah. It's so many touch points that you have in your life. Yeah. Um, and so some brands successful in that and some yeah. brands are left behind because they could not catch up. So how, how, how do you think um, public engagement um, with digital retail has affected your business? Yes, actually I would say a lot. That's yeah. the whole reason why we built the business, I think, because <laughs> we know the trends and we say, okay, we need to be in that scene. But a few um, data points just to back that up is that, um, let's talk about customer behavior mm -hmm. with online shopping. Customers shop online more frequently and it's gonna be continue to grow even more in the futures. Especially the kind of user that we are going after now is like young people who eat, sleep, mm -hmm. go to school with a mobile phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they do everything with like, yeah. they, can't, they can live without their parents, but they cannot yeah. live without a phone. Um, they spend a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, um, and another fact that we've seen is that, um, and this is like based mm -hmm. on our 
market research as well. Like thirty um, percent of online shoppers actually likely to make a purchase through a social media network, and among millennials, this proposition increased to even like fifty plus percent, mm-hmm. and it's continued to grow. So, I feel like e-commerce is it just retail two point zero, and social commerce is retail three point zero that mm-hmm. we need to catch up. And that's the reason why we try to bring like social network and um, content, like user generated content together with like e-commerce 2.0 and make it, you know, the whole discovery for our products become more um, like social centric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that but is like, what that's a, that's I think the biggest um, force that make us like yeah. to, 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 to create the features for our app. How does it work? Um, in terms of working with with brands and stuff like uh, yeah large brands uh, retail brands how, how does that kind of work it's um currently in our platform mm-hmm. we have like more than 10,000 brands yeah. like from all kind of segment from yeah. luxury to high street um but the the challenge is like i just like when i touched base before not every brand would be like digital savvy yeah so in order to work with brand and you know requesting for like can we have your catalog ready yeah. in such format and then we can like integrate into our system that's a good point so then you need yeah. the brands to actually yeah that's what i was thinking you're, forcing, up, exactly. you're forcing them to catch up in a way yeah. by yeah. saying we want to you you want to work with you and have your products online but you're not there yet so yeah how's that conversation have you had to have mm. that conversation with some of them or yeah, many times, and we trying to also solve the problem for them because some of, I mean, big brand would be able to have the investment behind like such department to make you know the product become like digital product become ready and being work with like several different partners. But some brand would not have that luxury right to have a dedicated team to be with, like the product feed and um. But we we try to be innovation like mm-hmm. innovative here mm-hmm. in a way that we uh, have several like trick to kind of like. Yeah, we receive the products, but we can like normalize the product for them using a, a, like artificial intelligence and flag out, let's say, this category they've been like having a wrong category in their products, but mm-hmm. we would be able to identify that and correct with that like for them. Mm-hmm. So we we trying hard along yeah. the way actually. This is like a force situation. I think if the if the brands and any company that want to survive throughout this like digital yeah. transformation phase, they need to push it through. But um. Just so so the people listening understand as well, because um, you rely a lot on Instagram, right? Is Instagram like the key? Yeah, is is it really key in in your business, or is there any any other social media um, platforms that you you use or would you want to use? Instagram is a big player, but I would say um, the key thing here is it's not just the platform, yeah. but actually the content. Yeah. Because if a person already spent so much time to like dressing up and then sharing like her amazing outfit it's about the content just to think about um can you tell us a little bit about your digital strategy amongst many other things we've got we quite a lot of very entrepreneurial students mm-hmm. that are thinking of developing an online business mm-hmm. and it's looking at how did you build your your digital strategy um, how did you put it together i would say um you know a few things that let's say you have newsletter or uh, a social media account is already a must. I'm not going to say this is what we do yet. But I think what been, uh, I would say, a, a creative way that we've been working in our startup is that we almost try to test different like tactics. And literally it's about, um, for example, among like influencer uh, marketing. It's no longer just 
you know, like talking. You know, you go to like a big shot influencer and hey, we have this kind of investment behind. Would you be able to endorse our brands and together with other brand on our platform or not? It's not just like that. It's 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 like we don't want just do that kind of a partnership anymore. We want to be creative with you together. And what can we do together? So the whole strategy of like inviting your user to be part of your uh, creation process is actually very. They have been shown to be really working for us. So for example, we've been working with like influencer to to do like a, a fundraising together for her for her dad, um, and that draw traffic like 30 times bigger than a normal, you know, just like one-off endorsement car project we work together because it's, it's meaningful. We just try to like put that kind of buzz together and, uh, and let the brand's awareness being like, um, being glowing in, in that sense, you get what I mean? So what I'm trying to say is that um, if I really pinned out to say what kind of framework for several channels, there's no longer a framework yeah. actually because there's so many creative ideas to work around. Yeah. Uh, but what worked for for us as a startup is that we keep testing for different like creative idea and scale it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you you were also you were um, a finalist on the best innovation digital awards uh, for Draper. So I mean, what what do you think took you to another level your your company or to really raise your your profile as a company? Uh, I think being. I guess just like being like an entrepreneur, I think yeah. we tried so many different yeah. things. All of the like traditional way would be like having help from like a PR agency mm -hmm. to like yeah. twist us, like craft a story about like how our business model, how technology together and like sitting out to like several different like media. That's for sure is what we're trying to do. Yeah. We, we did even with so many different like agencies as yeah. well. That's one way we as a team, we attending also like tech conference, for example, yeah. to bring our names out there. We mm -hmm. attended like web submit recently in Lisbon. Mm -hmm. We have a booth there. We like have amazing like traffic coming in. We explaining how the app works and how you know the whole AI takes play in um, in the scenes and that generates such a buzz as well. We uh, also recently attended uh, Bits and Brussels. It's like a startup for mm -hmm. founders yeah. conference in Munich. Um, Germany, and this is the first time ever um, former president of the United States came over, like Obama, giving mm. a speech. So exciting, yeah. yeah. So that <laughs> kind of, so we kind of, you know, like try different way, helping us to bring our names out. And in fact, you know, sitting here today, yeah, it's one way. Um, just try to see anything that we feel like we relevant, yeah. and get our names being heard and it's interesting when you contacted me actually um because you said something about you know you wanted to educate uh, which which is a good good it sounded like you were giving back you wanted to give back which is uh, it's a nice way of thinking about your business development yeah that's true because like look when i think back of like when i was a student like yeah. how much i would know about the industry out there <laughs> yeah. if i would know actually this is the hottest thing that yeah. i should jumping into I would probably say for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Moving on from, from um, your, your digital strategy, I had a few questions about artificial intelligence specifically. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. Um, and what I was wondering is, at what point did it come into conversation? So did you have the idea for the business and as you went along and as you did your research, you thought, hey, hang on a minute, we, there's something here. I would say it's quite early on. Yeah, yeah. Is one things we we see is that we we need to save the time when a user upload a content and like tagging the product and had to make them become like, you know, making content become shoppable in a scalable way. 
So that's, you know, based on our connections, our like researches, we see we need a machine to do this. That's where like so, AI coming in. So what, do, what does that, specifically with your app, what does, at what point when I'm using your app, at what point does that come into place? At what point does artificial intelligence actually yeah. influence the, the result and the things that I'm getting? Yeah, there's several ways that you can kind of like um, seed it right away. And uh, there's some other application inside the app that y you would not see that immediately. But mm -hmm. as I share yeah. along, yeah. now you understand. Yeah. <laughs> the first one would be like when a user uploads a photo. After a few seconds, they actually scan a photo and identify that I'm wearing a black t-shirt and mm -hmm. a pair of blue jeans. And even it can tell that it's a crew neck and short sleeve uh, t-shirts. Um, plain, no prints on it, and mm -hmm. then um, let's give you suggestions. So this is the job of the AI to understand all different attributes of the fashion item and give it to the user. This give a kind of a emotion like this. Oh my god, this is so cool! Why, why I can tell like what I'm yeah. wearing, for example, and this is the job of the AI that can. Because I, I was really impressed how it kind of styles you. <laughs> like I, I, for me, like I, w I want to learn about that because it's something that some some people, yeah, I know people will probably laugh at this, but some people are just born with it, but others others uh, need a bit of guidance. And that the app really, I mean, it gives you even if you're a really good stylist or you you have a specific look that you want to yeah. go for, gives you ideas, doesn't it? Yeah, you are the kind of user that, who has a need to looking for a product and see, okay, with this. Black t-shirt, what can I wear with, yeah. right? So this is actually what the AI can do as well. By looking into a single product, we can recommend you what are the other fashion items you yeah. should like put together to complete yeah. the look, yeah. for example. And it's based on, let's say, of millions of data recorded. Yeah. All of the date, like photo being shared in the platform today, mm -hmm. we can tell that usually people right now mm -hmm. are wearing black t-shirt together with black jeans yeah. and a, a white pair of sneakers. And this is like, the sneaker and the pair of jeans should be what you should be the the, the item that you you can buy to complete the look. Yeah. So this is like AI play a part in our app uh, to to recommend product to shop. So where where do you see that going then? What what do you think would will be the next step? Not not necessarily for your business, but how um, AI? AI is actually being used in that context. What do you wh how far do you think that's going to go? Uh, there's so many creative like potential application that AI can can play here. Mm -hmm. And if just talking about online shopping alone, mm -hmm. yeah, there's already so many ideas. If we go like just inside fashion industry, I can tell you there's so yeah. many things. AI here because it can be robotics as well in yeah. warehouse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It can be uh, you, st you step in the store, it can kind of like AI can tell uh, you as a person yeah. what kind of age you are and what kind of certain style you should shop for. Yeah. So. There's several ways in uh, the online shopping um, context that AI can play a role here. So one thing that I share just yeah. now is like products recommendations or content recommendation based on the user historical data because mm -hmm. machine can like learn a lot of things and giving very precise prediction. Yeah, that's number one. Number two, it could be in a uh, more um, contextual search. Let's say you put a keyword inside and say, uh, um, again, in my black t-shirt example, it's not only give you the result of black t-shirt anymore. It gives you ideas for how you can style your black t-shirt. What are, what are mm -hmm. other people around you are wearing black t-shirt mm -hmm. to give you more insights of, you know, um, yeah. this is what I should shop, and then you don't only buy the black t-shirt, and you buy several things. So it's very yeah. happy result <laughs> for the brands, and it's um, also for. 
uh, fashion uh, Italo, for example, when they deal with like millions of like products record, there might be human error there in the way you classify your mm. product category or your colors and yeah. material and print, for example. And machine can actually do a pretty good job in saying, that, you know what, this is not uh, a black T-shirt. This yeah. is actually a, a blue T-shirt because the color is 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 machine can be confident yeah. this is blue because it's been learned from like minutes so of data it's interesting record. it really can help human error I, uh, which exactly yeah. the whole point of like having artificial intelligence is it just make our life better mm. um, because it's make speed faster it's create more quantity of whatever amount that we're producing um, we make quality better as well and hopefully it's reduce costs so if you think about students right now, actually, sorry, I've got my careers cap mm-hmm. on now. No, go ahead, yeah. If you're thinking of, of, um, of our students right now and the skills that they need or will need, um, I think AI um, is actually crucial here because, for example, we, we've got a, a psychology for, for fashion course and um, a lot of them are actually looking into data. Um, some of them are interested by other things, but a lot of them are looking into data because that is becoming actually huge, you know, um, yeah. compared to offline uh, retail. Now you've got all that information, mm-hmm. that, all these things that you're mm-hmm. talking about, all these things that these software are able, that technology is able to pick up on, um, know you almost better than, than yourself. So are, do you think that's going to influence the kind of profile um, that fashion companies will be looking for in the future? Are, you, are we going towards people that are really data really good at analyzing data are we looking what kind of how is this technology is impacting on the profile that you might as a business potentially look for in the future yeah i think we can't deny the fact that like fashion is not just only going after craftsmanship and beauty anymore it's mm-hmm. like technology really play a big part in the business so mm-hmm. um for, for for students or for anyone like going to the workforce that want to be excels in fashion, mm-hmm. I think it has to be fashion and technology. But it doesn't mean that you have to like have a degree in fashion and have a degree in like <laughs> tax, right? It's just it's more like being able to have a a skill set to step back and see like um, if this is your own business, where can you optimize the whole process? That, that's what AI do. Like yeah. AI is not like come here and like just like replace a person. It's help to take away any skill set that any like task that being redundant or yeah. it's not it's forcing you to be even more strategic about your decisions exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and and ha- business. exactly and by 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 understanding about data by making setup data it's just one way to look at that but it mm-hmm. could be because data we talk about data is when in an in an online environment for example but there's many other things as well do you communicate like could retailers almost use your app as a consultancy in a way. You know what I mean? Like, are you feeding yeah. back on on what's selling, what's not selling, and is that is that influencing their decisions in a way, or? Yes, yeah. data you go, you get there. Yeah, <laughs> <Can> we, <laughs> yeah we, we, we try to help offline retail in that sense as well, to get them understand a lot more in their customer profile and their products um, sell out and have a better decision maybe better and faster decision so so looking at what you just said and and the relationship between um the customers what they buy for, on your app well through your app and your relationship with the retailers uh, whether they're online or, or or physical retailers um how how does that feedback work and how how does it actually benefit the offline yes. retail yes if, 
if I'm get you correctly. Yeah. Yes, actually, yes, because we we already get that uh, information um, through our app. We definitely feed that back to our brand partner. And another innovative application that we we actually in a phase for prototyping is that having able to our AI technology being installed in an offline store that mm-hmm. we can actually help offline store yeah. operators to be able to understand the traffic coming yeah. in the yeah. store and the it's profile really of the user, because it's, I, I remember when I used to work in a long long time ago in, in stores and customers used to come in and the most annoying thing is that it says on the system there's there's stock and there isn't or there's discrepancies yeah. so that that is it feels like it's so needed and I know it's probably improved but still there's a lot of work to do in that area exactly and that is where offline retail is still like 10 times more of uh, inter- inventory yeah. compared mm-hmm. to online but the most we can have today is probably the traffic counter yeah. of their store customer walk in you can tell how many people walk yeah. in the store today but compared to online you know so many other things yeah. from your user you know traffic to your website yeah. you know where they go you know where they click you know what they they do with your yeah. products and every other yeah. interest that the user express through the click on the on the, on the web that's really interesting. So sustainability and ethics are, are really important to, um, I mean, to everyone, but the, the younger mm. generations even more, I think. So our, our students are probably the perfect demographic to, to discuss this. Um, looking at your, your app and the, and the brands that you work with, um, if you could maybe talk us through, um, what do you think are um, your user expectations in terms of service and quality of the product that you sell? This is very specific for our business model. Yeah. Like pe- yeah. user coming to our app looking for inspiration, fashion mm-hmm. inspiration, and then have a way to shop the look right away. So where we see this to play with sustainability mm-hmm. actually is this topic actually coming up to us. Like so further just mm-hmm. to play the background here is, is that when we communicate with our user, especially for like fashion influencer, we receive so many questions and interest in like mm-hmm. do we have uh, sustainable brands in the catalog in mm-hmm, our platform mm-hmm. and even we have um, in our catalog today but we, we see that this is definitely an interest because it's a direct feedback that we get yeah. uh, which directly affect our strategy in like, okay we need to also get more discount brand mm-hmm. in our platform we have a plan to have like story like trend story talking about sustainability or even in our social media channel whenever we feature a brand um, mm-hmm. do we we ask ourselves, do we mention about sustainability and uh, environmental? I would say the word responsible today. I think it's no longer res- environmental friendly. It has to be environmental responsible. Mm-hmm. Just to talk this further, I think uh, as a leader in a company, I'm also trying to enforce this current mentality to, to mm-hmm. the whole team. In, in our operation today, like we, 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 even when we make a purchase for like just office supply or anything you know that related to consumption we ask ourselves did we make a good choice in you know choosing the material that good for an environment mm-hmm. um, do we need a lot do we just like need a smaller amount so that we don't waste we don't create waste and that has been uh, such a um, philosophy in our yeah. team and do you see um, these things actually influencing the way your your business is going to develop in the future as well so when you're going to be facing customers that are more and more careful about how they buy and how much they buy and how often they buy these kind of things do you see this actually impacting the same way that artificial intelligence will impact your business um, by developing the the issues around sustainability and, and consumer behaviors does do you see your business having to adapt to this yes and actually we already think about like how can our 
you know, business strategy adapt to that already. Mm-hmm. I think actually our AI is trying to solve similar problem mm-hmm. because imagine like we we are suggesting to the user that you know actually with the same practice. Sorry, like coming mm-hmm. back yeah, to uh, the exact <laughs> same. You can have so many different styles yeah. coming up to that one product. So why buy more? You know, you mm-hmm. can go to the our app looking for inspirations, shop for maybe a few stable items, and then mix up your wardrobe, and you can already have so many different outfits to wear mm-hmm. throughout the weeks. And you're focusing there the way they shop as well, I guess, by by giving them a more bespoke response. It kind of focuses the way they shop. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. like throughout the like browsing so experience. Got there in the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a good I mean, browsing. Has, yeah, go ahead. I yeah. mean, there's also a, a lot about this. They talk a lot about the circular economy. So you know, you you buy, you you reuse, you you pass it on. So mm-hmm. I guess is that is that those kind of. Tr- um, things impacting your business as well. Uh, I think the feedback actually mm-hmm. now is touching touching the points where consumer and user are like interested to know the kind of product they are about yeah. to buy. Yeah. yeah. So that's they just want to do a, like a break like a background check. Yeah. It's like am I am I doing a responsible action yeah. here? Because they mm-hmm. want to know where it comes from as well. And yeah. The whole like um, ethical supply chain. You know, and fast fashion has been has been a big um, influence in terms of customers constantly buying buying more over the last three four or five years um, it's just something that is is in the fashion industry a lot uh, have you noticed the rise of fast fashion how it's impacted your yeah fast fashion industry yeah. is a big business and it's going to be bigger you yeah. can't stop that and yeah. there's several reasons behind this like why fast fashion is getting like a big hit like that like a good hit yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just because it's um basically it's, it has speed and agility why because like um Brands that are going after like the fast fashion kind of business model are adopting strategy to like testing out what kind of product is like being sold out so fast and so well by the user, and then only then repeat that. Boohoo actually yeah. one of them that did the strategy really well, and that's um, that give them the ability to produce product and replenish product and sell out much faster. Mm. Um, that's the first reason. The second reason is that. Um, Fast fashion seem to work a lot with influencer endorsement. That makes sense because, yeah. like I touched base before, I, I mean, influencer yeah. marketing and yeah. is big right now, and it's become. I think Zara did it in the summer. They did it with this black and white dress, which they hired as the social media influencer. From what I know, and, yeah, and people kept buying, buying it, and buying it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. This like Zara example is is yeah. very great. Um, thanks for mentioning yeah. that. And also, like, I'm not sure if you know, you you heard about. Of course, you know, Love yeah. Islands, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Misguided working together with the show and yeah. then to feature their product, and it is so out crazy. Yeah. There's a pair of bikini that being seen on one of the episodes. So this is ways that fast fashion brand is trying to to go after by adopting like social media mm-hmm. and and um, influencer marketing. Fast fashion is sell- selling their product through social. That's the reason why we see fast fashion everywhere. Mm-hmm. And also now, um, so there's there's celebrity endorsements, but there's also more and more you see um, micro influencers between be, being something that is on the rise as well, which is pretty much anyone could be someone that you wanna you wanna my goodness that, that, that your look is amazing and I want and I want that as well with that with without that kind of public endorsement if that makes sense. So is that something that's also is that something that you see helping the business? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, this is actually the fact. This is actually even like one of our business strategies we're going after. It's all about why we say influencer marketing is mm. about influencer isn't it yeah. so actually the the goal you are going after in the the 
influential power. Because yeah. is it just because people are trying to keep things in a human scale a bit more? Does that make sense? You know, they're, they're kind of stepping away from corporations, big names. I mean, we see that with students looking for placements um, as well. Is is there's mm. where a few years ago when I started working here, a lot of students wanted to work with big, big names, big corporations, and in certain way is still the case specifically with luxury but actually more and more you see those students who want to work with start you know at startup level because they want to feel like they can influence what's going on um, they feel like they can keep co- things under control rather than being part of something that's impacting the the environment way too much so is that the whole micro influencer thing as well is that yeah is that about you know scaling back almost and do you think that's kind of reflecting a trend yeah, you, what you describe is very, very true. And I, a very good question, actually. Um, I think that there's a few elements. It's like, you know, like with, when it's too much of something, people tend to like get over that, right? Mm-hmm. So a few years ago, social media is booming. Everyone's like constantly looking yeah, yeah. out for superstar, looking out for like yeah. idol to follow. So people are like, still excited. So it's like like getting towards shifting, the hum. Shifting. Yeah, but then when the hum is over, people are like, yeah. no, it's like too much information. Because yeah. it's something is too much, people tend to like, the opposite, like yep. they feel, they yeah. start feeling, no, I don't want to have a lot of like too many photo, too many big influencers. People, I think naturally feel yeah. scared of that and just want to look for something more authentic. Yeah, yeah more that's, authentic. That's, again, that's more refle- real, yeah. that, that reflects on the on the demographic that you're targeting anyway. It's, it's yeah, I think, yeah, so I think that might be one of the reasons, like just psychology of human, that we, mm. we always want something yeah. better like, <laughs> <laughs> later. But I wonder, indeed, even social media is playing a part here by giving more education about you know saving our environment today giving more facts about how fast fashion is affecting our environments all of those data points maybe yeah. it's always like that before i'm not sure like, i think but then i think social media, media make it more relevant today yeah. mm-hmm. i think social media can spread really fast um where the media or other or just talking to people is it you know the it can reach from one country to thousands of audience uh, millions of people um, very very far so, so yeah that's definitely something um, yeah so that's what maybe that's helped yeah. us all like make people being aware a lot faster and yeah. react to what's this kind of topic more, more promptly I think do you see the the digitalization of stores becoming competition in the future because you know how stores retailers mm-hmm. are now yeah. rethinking stores and how st- uh, customers would interact with products and buy products uh, do you see that impacting on on what you do or do you see this working on two separate strands almost i think we're actually benefiting each other each other yeah. as i feel like as we say just now i think we become greedy now <laughs> you know yeah. like user i think user today consumer today is so intelligent we want the brain to go after me yeah. not only in the store but when i you know, spend time with my friends in a, in, in a restaurant, for example. I want to be like care about it. I want to bring to know that I'm there and then can you offer me something? Or when I'm on a train, so when I'm at home browsing on my phone. Mm-hmm. So because of that nature today, um, having just one, this. yeah, you no, can't, yeah. yeah, it has to be several yeah. partners work together to help yeah. each other, reach to the user in so many different touch points. In her, in so brands, in almost brands and apps working collaboratively. Yes. Towards the same, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just very interested in what what's the proudest thing that you've done since starting your company? Putting a team together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm still have a long way to to go. I mean, we have so so big like mission and dream that we want to achieve. But I realized one thing that secret sauce of any business yeah. I think is the people. Because you need to have great people to make your idea come true. You mentioned talent, and that's what I wanted. That's how I wanted to wrap to wrap it up. Actually, 
uh, if you're looking at future talent and our students, what would be your, your key advice? Yeah, so I think the two part I would like to, to share in terms mm. of like experience here is that the fact that we are digital human today, so think about digital as well. Like, mm. like uh, equip yourself with um, knowledge about the digital yeah. words, like digital marketing or digital transformations or, you know, like just like simple things like how e email marketing yeah. works or how mm. social media works and how can you run an ad on, yeah. on, on, on different platforms like Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. That's what would be very helpful because any business requires this kind of digital strategy, yeah. And the second advice I would want to share is that just don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> just go all out and learn anything you can because doesn't mean that you are you're a fashion student that you only can do fashion or you're a business student that you cannot do anything creative. Even myself, I think I'm quite a living example because my whole background is in art. And mm -hmm. I, I'm a design communication grad and I entered the workforce and I moved towards like e-commerce and now I'm here running a startup. Well, just like because I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, and naive enough, I thought it was easy, so I just jumping you in. You also worked. <laughs> you also worked for a very big retailer in Asia. Yes, and then I, I was naive enough to just yeah. jumping in, and then I didn't realize how hard it was. But then I would just say yes to that, like just learn a lot more along the way, and actually realize that human brain actually very agile. We we would mm. be able to take many, a lot of knowledge even after like know, AI, university. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just long long way and. Um, and then as long as you find meaning in your work and you feel like you create value, I think that's it for everyone.